Hi, my name is Kelly. Um, next month, I'll be graduating from Scotch Plains Maywood High School, and in the fall, I'll go to Ithaca College. Um, so I'm going to start off by reading uh, the end of this passage that we've been looking at, starting at verse 17. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those who have also fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are all of people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So it kind of starts off with Paul addressing these people, and he shuts down their logic. He starts off by explaining that their thought process is misguided, and if you think about it, really dark and grim. He says that if you live your life like Christ isn't a living God, then your faith is futile, and according to Google Dictionary, um, incapable of producing any useful result or pointless. And that's a little harsh. Um, Paul is addressing the people of Corinth, and he knows that they lived in a sinful city and that they were easily, they could easily succumb to these lifestyles, um, and that he knew that they called themselves Christians, but um, their focus wasn't on the most important and the foundation of Christianity itself, that Christ is a risen God. He goes on to say that those who have also fallen asleep in Christ have perished, meaning that for them, what they're believing right now, that means that death is final, that if you die, you die. Um, so I took AP literature this year, and we read a lot of poems and plays, and it seemed like a really common theme in all of these plays were asking um, what happens after you die. I mean, Hamlet spent five entire acts obsessing over this question. Um, but as Christians, we don't need to obsess over this. We already know. We, we have certainty in, in what happens. Um, we know that our time here on, on earth is not all that we have to look forward to. Um, my teacher tried to get us to memorize the entire to be or not to be speech from Hamlet, which wasn't fun. And, um, <laughs> and in Hamlet's speech, uh, he, not to get all like Shakespearean on you, but um, he refers to death as sleep. He says, to die, to sleep no more, which I think is interesting because Paul just referred to death as sleep also. Um, but there are two completely different purposes. Hamlet's trying to compare death to sleep so that he feels comforted, so he can kind of under, try to understand or guess what it's like to die. But, but Paul, Paul knows. His, his analogy is purposeful. He says that death is sleep because, well, when you fall asleep, you wake up. Um, he, he knows that, and he's reminding us that Christ has been raised from the, the death, from the dead, and has promised us eternal life, and that we can feel hopeful in that. He goes on to um, say that Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. So I had to look up what first fruit meant, um, and it, in, in, back in Paul's day, um, it'd be when a farmer would pick the first ripe fruit of the, the harvest um, before everything else ripened, and that would kind of foreshadow this abundant harvest that was about to happen. Um, and really similarly, Christ died and rose again, and it wasn't this one-time magic stroke. Um, it was the first promise that foreshadowed the promise that God has for all of us that we'll have eternal life with him in heaven. Thank you.